Hi, I'm Pastor Will. And I'm Pastor Brianna. And we want to thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to today's message. We believe that as you listen to this message, you will be restored by the message and know that you have a covenant right to prosper spiritually, physically, and financially. We love you and something good is going to happen to you. Something good, something good is about to happen to me. Glory to God. And I, that, I really, really mean that because, you know, as we start this new series, we're starting it. It's called Easy Street. Hallelujah. So somebody put that in the chat right now. Say Easy Street. Hallelujah. You know the song Easy Street. I'm always trying to sing. I, I wish God would give me that grace gift to sing because I'm going to tear it up. <laughs> but we're starting this new series of Easy Street because, you know, it is literally God fully intends every believer to live a life on Easy Street. I'm going to say that again because I want you to grasp it. I believe that this is a prophetic word that you need to hear because Satan is a liar. He is a deceiver. And he he always tries to rob your life, rob your joy, rob the promise that God has for you. I'm going to say it again. God fully intends that every believer lives a life on easy street. Somebody say, I'm going to easy street. I don't think y'all heard me say, I'll say, I'm going to easy street. I don't care what it looks like. I'm going to Easy Street. Hallelujah. What is Easy Street? Easy Street is a life where there's nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking. It is a life. <laughs> Pastor, she said, that's holiness. That is true. That's holiness. Amen. And a life that where's nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing broken. A life that is fully satisfied. Somebody say, I'm on my way to Easy Street. Now, we see this promise that God made to us, and, and Jesus said himself is the reason why he came in John 10.10. 10. I'm going to read it in Amplified Classic. He says, the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. And so Jesus gives the mission and the reason why the thief is out here. But then he, he, he gives the real reason why he came. He says, I came. Someone say, I came. I that they may have what? Have and enjoy life and have it in abundance. To the full, till it overflows. Now, also like how the message translation reads it, he says, I came so they can have real and eternal life. More and better life than they ever dreamed of. Glory to God. That is a beautiful life. And I'm trying to tell you, family, this is the life that, that God has for you. This is the life that God has for your children and your children's children. This is the life that God has for your marriage. There is nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking. A life that is fully satisfied. That is life on Easy Street. Somebody say, I'm moving to Easy Street. Moving to easy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you know, and, they, and, and the, the way we access this life It's through God's grace. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. And so we're going to go to our foundation scripture for this new series. And we went to this on our anniversary Sunday celebration. And it's 2 Corinthians chapter 12, um, verse 9 in the message translation. This is Paul speaking. Of course, he's in a a hard place. He's not on easy street right now. He's he's in a hard place. He's being tormented and tempted by by Satan. And he's asking God, you know, help me out of this. Save me out of this. Deliver me out of this. Remove this pain. Remove this, this struggle or this trial. And God's response to Paul in verse 9 is this. My grace is enough. It's all you need. My strength comes into its own 
in your weakness. And so right here in the foundation scripture for this series is Paul gets this new revelation. He already knew this revelation of, okay, well, I can ask God for help. He understood there's a connection between me and the Father. But he gets this new revelation of where God tells him, my grace is sufficient. It's enough. It's all you need. And that's just so powerful a revelation if we would grasp it. And it's literally most simplest and practical terms because we know what a need is. Yeah. I need air to breathe. I need water to survive. I need money to pay my bills. I need a place and a shelter over to, to live. I need things. And God's response to us being in a place of needing a need is this. All you need is already provided for by my grace. Oh, glory to God. He continues on to say this. My strength comes into its own in your weakness. And so God is kind of telling Paul that I know you don't like where you are. I know you don't like this situation. I know you're tired of the pandemic. Are we wearing masks? Are we wearing masks? Is the, is the vaccine working? Is it not working? When are we coming back in person? All of these things. I know you're tired of what's going on around you, but in your weakness, in your weariness, in your pain, in your confusion even, that is where I transition in to be your strength. Glory Glory to God. And so what is Paul's response to the grace of God? Well, I hope it's the same response that you will have by the end of this series. He says this, once I heard that, how does faith come? By hearing. And so once he heard this revelation from God, he says, I begin to be glad to let it happen. I quit focusing on the handicap and begin appreciating the gift it was a case of crisis strength moving in on my weakness. Now I take limitations in stride and with good cheer. Do y'all see that? <laughs> and with good cheer, these limitations that cut me down to size, abuse, accidents, opposition, bad breaks, I just let Christ, what, take over. Oh, glory to God. And so the weaker I get, the stronger I become. Paul is talking about walking and resting in the grace of God. And it is in that grace of God that causes you to get to a place of where you say, God, I don't got it, but you have it. And I get excited about it. I get happy about it. I'm no longer focusing like we talked about last week on what the outside natural circumstance is. But I get excited because God's grace has already overcome the world. And this is um, when we think about God's grace, the definition of grace is this. It's undeserved, unearned, unmerited favor. Glory to God. That should get you excited because you have God's grace. You have his grace and you didn't have to work for it. You didn't have to qualify for it. All you had to do was receive it by faith. If you go to Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 and the NIV version, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. I know I mentioned it last week, but we didn't read it. So let's put our eyes on it. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. It says this. For it is by what? Grace you have been what? Saved. Now, I know this virtual, and I'm pausing for you to respond because I want you to talk back to me, even from the couch. <laughs> it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from what? Your sales. Oh, glory to God. Did y'all hear that? <laughs> it is by what? Grace that you have been what? Saved through what? 
faith and it is not from yourselves. Oh, see, you could, this is where you got to start at to receive this revelation. It ain't got nothing to do with you. It don't have nothing to do with you. And this is hard for us as a, a people and, and being anybody. You care about you. I, the reason I recognize I have a need is because it's my need. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm thinking about myself. My thoughts are my thoughts. I'm thinking about what I'm going to do tomorrow. And while I'm watching, I'm thinking about what I'm going to eat after this goes off. I'm constantly thinking about me. But then this transition of easy street, this transition of grace, it takes the focus off of you and puts it onto God. This is why it says by grace you were saved and by faith you received it and it says it had nothing to do with you why is that important because God is not going to ask you to receive something on the basis of it has nothing to do with you that he did not already pre-qualify in the aspect of it having nothing to do with you let me break that down a little better in other words the qualifications of grace is it had everything to do with Jesus and nothing to do with you so the way that I receive grace is I have to receive it on the same basis as it was offered. If it was offered and it had nothing to do with me, my receiving has to be on a matter of it has nothing to do with me. Oh, glory to God. Are y'all hearing me on this morning? And so Paul gets this revelation and because he receives it on the basis of just his faith and not his circumstance. Not his bank account, not his background, not his history. He is able to step into the fullness of God's grace. And the fullness of God's grace is this, easy street. Oh, glory to God. This is important, and we're going we're gonna, to uh, give you some directions to get to Easy Street. But before we step there, I want to, like I mentioned last Sunday, we have to renew our minds. Remember, we went to Proverbs, right, and it said, do not lean on your own understanding, your own opinions, your own judgment. But we have to lean and trust and rely on God. And so you have to get to a place where you let God declutter and declog your mind so that you forget what you thought you knew. You forget what I, I know how to do that, but in this new season, I'm going to have to forget how I used to do it because God is putting us in a place where the way, the only way it's going to work is how he said to do it. The only way you're going to meet the soulmate is how he said to meet him. The only way you're going to get restoration in your finances is how he told you to sow or reap. That is the only way it's going to work in this season. And so I have to understand grace on the level, not just on me, but only on him. When I understand grace only based on me, I think of grace more like mercy. Because mercy is this, this place of where I messed up. I failed, but thank God, it's mercy. <laughs> I remember my dad um, explaining the difference between grace and mercy many years ago, but he said this. He said, the difference between grace and mercy is this. If you're in a car accident, no, ain't nobody getting no car accidents. We got hedge of protections over this ministry. But he says, if you were in a car accident, it's something, you know, you actually hit the car or whatever, you got to walk out clean. Maybe you had a little scratch or a little headache or something like that. That was God's mercy that allowed you, although you got in an accident, you still came out whole. 
the up the other end of that that's mercy but he said grace is this grace is that you never got in an accident in the first place oh glory to god this is how i received it when he said it mercy is a safety net grace is a covering Oh, glory to God. Mercy is a safety net. Grace is a covering. And so I have to transition from this place or this next level to where I don't look at grace as it's only when I went the wrong way. It's only when I messed up. It's only when I made a mistake. Yeah, I shouldn't have stayed in that relationship, but thank God he brought me out. But grace gets me to a cover where I never even made the wrong turn and hooked up with the wrong person in the first place. Are y'all hearing me on this morning? That is the life of easy street oh glory to god and so go ahead and ask me well how do i get the easy street past the will and brianna i'm glad you asked because on this morning we are going to give you directions the the remember you said map quest we're going to give you a printout <laughs> directions on how to get to easy street because it's time for you to change your address yes, it is. it's time for you to move out of that pack your stuff up move out of the place of hard living and hard life and move on over to easy street glory hallelujah to god. glory to god if you remember uh the map quest you know it'll give you literally one two three four step directions so we're gonna start with um step number one amen everybody got your bags packed got your seatbelt on let's go step one is this discover who god is discover who god is amen and the reason why this is step number one because a lot of us will never reach easy street because you think you know all there is to know about who god is I'm going to say that again. A lot, a lot of you will never reach Easy Street because you think that you know all there needs to know about God. I've been going to church for, you know, 30 years, and I know who, I, I know who God is. I know, he's, I know he's a healer. I know he's a provider. Like, like, like you're putting God in a box. <laughs> and if you think about it, we kind of put God in a box, and he can only do but so much. Well, the, the best example that I can give is um, for all my parents out there and all the, you know, if you watch this, you were a child at some point. <laughs> so you, already, you probably went through this example. You know when your, um, your mom or maybe uh, your older sister or somebody, they had a person that said, hey, can you, hey, can you go grab my wallet out of my purse and bring it to me? <laughs> I know this well because I do it all the time. Third, go get my wallet out of the purse. <laughs> but anyways, you know when they actually go, you know, go, to my, go get my wallet out of my purse. So what do you do? You go and, you know, you reach your hand in that purse and you grab the wallet. But as your hand is reaching down inside that purse, you discover that there's more inside that purse than there is just the wallet. Why? What am I trying to get you to understand? There's more inside of God than what you know. Amen. And so you have to discover who God is. Amen. You have to discover who God is and a man who truly discovered this and experienced this promised life of easy street that we're talking about is a man named David, amen. It's a man named David, and um, we're going to Psalms 23 because Psalm 23 is the perfect illustration of easy street. But, but much, like, um, much like Paul, David also, too, was facing a season of weakness, was facing a season of difficulties. If you read about it, he talks about it all in chapter 22. He's going through all this turmoil, all this pain, all this, this suffering, but then he grabs this revelation of God's abundant grace and what it produces in your life of easy street. Let's go to Psalms 23, verse 1. I'm going to read this in the Amplified Classic. I feel like, the, you know, Let's Talk Tuesday last week. <laughs> it says this, <clears throat> the Lord <laughs> exactly. The Lord is. You, know, you just can't help it. The Lord 
is. Hallelujah. But, you know, it says the Lord is. And so number one is I have to discover who the Lord is. What? Is. I got to discover who the Lord is. And here's why. Because the moment you discover who God is, you discover who you aren't. I'm going to say that again. The moment you discover who God is, that's the moment you discover who you aren't. Amen. What did David discover? This David discovered who God is, and at the same time, he discovered who he isn't. Remember, the verse says this. Let's go back into it. The Lord is my shepherd. And so at that moment, David discovered, I know who God is. But at the same time, I know who I am not. Amen. Understand this. David is a king. <laughs> he, he, he knows what authority is. He's, you know, a, a king of a, the, one of the most powerful nations of the world at this time. And David, what David did is David bowed before the throne of God and surrendered to him. He says this, that I may wear a crown, but, I, I, but you are the king of my life. Or uh, in a sense, I, I know what it means to sit on a throne, but here I am bowing down before your throne. And so David literally surrendered unto God. Amen. Because he discovered who he is. Continuing the verse, it says this. The Lord is my shepherd to feed, guide, and shield me. Oh, glory to God. And what, what did Paul say in, in 2 Corinthians? He says, my grace is enough. It's all you need. My strength comes into his own in your Weakness, amen. And so here's David totally surrendered, what? His weaknesses to God. How was he able to, to, to surrender, to give up all of his weakness? What he cannot do is because he discovered what God can do. I'm going to say that again. He was able to give up what he could not do because he discovered what God can do. Well, the only way you could discover what God can do is if you discover who God is. Oh, glory to God. So I could when I discover that God is a provider, I can surrender the bill that I can't pay. I, when I discover that God is a healer, I can surrender the sickness that the, the doctors say that can't be healed. When I discover that God is a restorer, I can surrender my marriage to him and he will restore it. Amen. I can surrender what I cannot do to God when I discover what God can do. So point number one, what, what I got to do? I got to discover who God is. Amen. Glory to God. David had this revelation. He said, you are my shepherd. And so David understand, you're the shepherd and I'm the sheep. And a lot of times we try to reverse it. We try to be the shepherd and may God be the sheep. Now, God, God I know how to do this. I, I, I know which way to go. I know how to choose my soulmate. It's my soul. I know how to choose my soulmate. I know what I like. I know where I want to live. I know the job I want. We try to take the role as a shepherd, and when we do that, we get off of easy street. You get stressed out because you marry a man, a man that gets on your last nerves. You marry a woman that she was bad at first, but after four kids, like, oh, oh, oh. And then you, get, you take a job that pay a high salary, but you annoyed every day going to work. Why? Because you try to be your own shepherd. Oh, glory to God. And so, continuing the verse, what did, what did David do? The Lord is my shepherd to feed God and shield me. And this is the result once I surrender everything to God. I shall not lack. Oh, glory to God. You see the result of surrender? I shall not lack. 
And this is the same revelation that Paul got in 2 Corinthians. He says, my great, God said, my, my grace is enough. It's all you need. My strength comes into its own in your weakness. And look at the response of Paul. Once I heard that, <laughs> I was glad to let it happen. I quit focusing on the handicap and began appreciating the gift. It was a case of Christ's strength moving in on my weakness. It was a case of Christ's strength moving in on what? My weakness. So here's the revelation. In the area that I lack, which is my weakness, in the area that I'm weak, in the area that I lack, I don't really lack. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. In the area that I lack, I don't really lack because God's grace fills the gap. Oh, glory to God. Did y'all get that? In the area that I lack, I don't really lack because God's grace fills the gap. How, I don't know if you watching this have ever seen the Disney movie Holes. Um, it was a big children's movie when we were growing up. And so if you watched it, you know what I'm talking about. But in the movie, there was a character who filled the gap. I don't remember his name, but he had a famous saying, I could fix that. No matter what it was, I could fix that. If there was a hole in the roof in the building, I could fix that. If it was something that needed to be, be cooked, I could fix that. It was this character, no matter what it was, I could fix that. And that's what God's grace is for your life. I could fix that. Oh, you oh, you're having kid problems? I could fix that kid. Oh, you're having money problems? I could fix that. Oh, you don't know which way to go? I could fix that. But the only way that I can fix that, can step in the thing that needs to be fixed, is you got to move out the way. Glory to God. Who glory to God. That's what God's grace is for us. When I lack, he becomes my sufficiency. So I truly never lack because I have his sufficiency. Hallelujah. So no matter what it looks like, I can always declare, I shall not lack. No matter what my bank account statement is, I can still declare, I shall not lack. No matter what the therapist is saying about my marriage that is going in a divorce, I can declare, I shall not lack. Somebody shout, I shall not lack. Glory to God. Lack is not supposed to be in the life of a believer. Amen. But how do I get there? We said, number one, I got to discover who God is. And here's the second point is this, second step. I then got to discover my weakness. So number two is discover your weakness. And back in Psalms 23, what did David do? He says that the Lord is my shepherd to feed God and shield me. What, is these, what are these three things? These are three areas that David realized I'm weak. These are three areas that David realized I lack. And so because I lack these three different areas, guess what? I'm going to surrender these three things over to the one who I know is a shepherd that can provide the thing that I lack. Hallelujah. And so the first one, it says, I, you know, I, I, I need, I lack in this area. Of, I, I need somebody to feed me. So it's provision. The other one is to, is to guide and the other one is to shield. And so we could break this thing down as provision, wisdom, and protection. Well, if you think about it, that's what? S financially, spiritually, and physically. Spiritually, physically, and financially, David realized it's, I have some area of weakness that I need God's strength at. Amen. Glory to God. And so what we have to do is literally realize where, what areas in my life do I lack. Amen. Because lack leaves when you leave. <laughs> I'm going to say that again. Lack leaves when you leave. <laughs> Amen. But as long as you try to be the shepherd, as long as you try to sit in that driver's seat, you will never get to easy street. Amen. 
And so maybe you, you're like you're, you're like David and you realize that one area that is it's provision. And, and so here's David. I need a shepherd to feed me. Okay, I, I can't. I can't feed myself. I can't provide for myself. I can't sustain myself. I am not my own source. Then here comes the revelation. God, you are my source. God, you are my provider. And when you roll that care over to him, then the next response is like Paul's response in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 when he says this. He says, God is able to make all grace and every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance. That can only come when you allow God to take the spot of source. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I remember this happened for Pastor Brona. A lot of you guys are familiar with our testimony. We went to Greensboro College. You know, the, the, whoop, whoop, GC. The first, our freshman year, I want to say the whole thing, you know, we didn't know how we were going to pay for the year. We, it was literally, it was literally no natural way that we were going to be able to afford two, two people's worth of, of tuition. It was an access of almost $65,000. It was no way we were going to do it. We couldn't work for it. We couldn't sign no loan for it. But still, we believed that God was going to do it. Did you hear what I said? We just believe who what God was going to do it we literally took the care off of ourselves and put it on God and said God you are the source so you're going to meet this need we figured out where we lacked at we, we literally figured out where we were weak at and allowed God to fill that void of course you know how the testimony ended God supplied. Not only did he supply the tuition for me and her for that entire year, he supplied some extra on top and gave us both $1,500 each. But that's what happens when you move what? Out the way. Of course, we could have tried to get three jobs. McDonald's, higher, Wendy's, Walmart. Of course, we could have tried to, you know, plow for a loan, but we decided to do what? Surrender. God, you got it. Some say, God, you got it. Glory to God. And so we see that all these other areas that, that David was weak in. He was weak in, in guidance, and so he needed some wisdom. That could be spiritually. Maybe you're watching this and you're trying to figure out, I don't know how to write this business plan. I don't know which way to go. I don't know which turn to take next. What you got to do is you have to surrender that over to God. Amen. You know, and the other thing that he lacked in was, of course, physical. He said, I need some protection. Amen. And so maybe you was like, God, I don't know how. I'm, I'm scared of this COVID thing. I don't know what's going to happen. You have to understand, God, you have a banner of protection around you. You have a hand of protection around you. You have, hand, angel, have angelic hosts around you. You are Psalms 91 equipped. Amen. But you can only step into this life of easy street when you realize, God, you got it. You got to step out the way so God can move in your way. Glory to God. And it all comes from this thing called surrender. Amen. 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 And that brings us to our last uh, direction on the road to easy street. Amen. And Pastor Will just said it. And number three is this, surrender. Amen. The way I like to say it is a little easier. I quit. <laughs> this is the only time you could probably say that, and it's a good thing. I quit. If you go to Zechariah 4, verse 6, I'm going to go to this quickly because we're going to pick up uh, with this next week. But Zechariah 4, verse 6, Pastor Will went to this last week, and you know a very familiar of this, not by might, not by power, but by what? My spirit. Well, I like how the message translation says it. Says it. It says, uh, talking to Zerubbabel about rebuilding the temple. This is God's message to Zerubbabel. It says, you can't force these things. They only come about through my spirit, says God of the angel armies. And I like how the message translation literally says, you can't force this. You're not going to be able to build this. You're not going to be able to build this in your might, in your power. And a lot of times we get stuck because we refuse to quit. 
You know how, and, and, and I know personally, because we were raised to not be quitters. Okay, so don't take, I'm going to explain what I mean by quitting. We, my parents ain't play that. You started, you're going to finish it. And if somebody's uh, start a fight, we got to finish that too. But that's another message. But we were raised to not be quitters. And so I, I know a lot of times in my life where God is like, girl, that ain't, it not, that's not for you no more. Get rid of it because that's in me to keep going, which is what God wants, right? We should run our race. We should finish. We should see things through. But there are times in our life where it's not meant for us to try to knock a door down. It's, it's meant for us to either walk away from the door or step away and let God open it in his time. And so I like how Zechariah, it's this revelation that says, what I'm about to do in this season, how I'm going to build the temple this time, you can't do it by your force. You can't do it by your knowledge. You can't do it by your education. You're not going to be able to do it in your own strength. In other words, he's saying, you're going to have to quit. You're going to have to quit. You're going to have to throw in the towel. What do I mean by this? I'm not telling you to give up. As a ministry, we don't give up. We don't run out. We don't stop. Amen. But what I'm telling you is not to give up. I'm telling you to give up. I'm telling you to give up on you trying to do it for you. I'm telling you to give up on you trying to do it in your knowledge. I'm telling you to give up on you trying to do it on your understanding. And God is saying, no, give it up. Somebody say, I quit. <laughs> I quit. And here is the power that comes in quitting. James chapter 4, verse 6 in the Passion. And this is where we're going to close for here. And like I said, we're going to pick it up next week. Oh, hallelujah. I, I just, that's, it's powerful to get to a place of realizing I can't. <laughs> it's power in that. It says he continuing, continues to pour out more and more grace upon us for it says God resists you when you are proud in other words when I think it's my might and my power but he continually pours out grace when you are what humble and so God's grace moves in remember Paul said it brought me down to my knees God's grace moves in when you decide to give up what is humility I'll say it quickly and we got to teach more on it next week but it says it means this without God I am nothing, but with God, I am and can do everything. And so more grace comes when I'm humble. So verse 7 is this instruction. It says this, so then surrender to God. In other words, so then quit. Quit. <laughs> that should be freeing to your spirit. That should get you excited because it's not your strength. It's not on you anymore. You can quit. Oh, glory to God. You can quit the medication. You can quit the bad sleep. You can quit the lonely nights. You can quit the headaches. You can quit the negative conversations. You can quit trying to be the family meteor. Why? Because it's not on me anymore. It's on the grace of God. I quit. Oh, glory to God. That is so freeing to me. And I pray that God will give you the grace to quit. God will give you the grace to let go. God will give you the grace to stop trying to be the head of your household and you've been called a wife to submit. God will give you the grace to quit. Are y'all hearing me? So then what do we do? It says, surrender to God. That is where I got to close. I pray that you are blessed by that message. Like us on Facebook at Obi and Waldorf or follow us on Instagram at Open Bible Ministries. Or come join us for service at one of our OBM locations. Something good is going to happen to you.